a hot and somewhat early start here, but we are on a quest to build the perfect running back room, at least according to the ADPs of a February 21st, 2024 draft. Best ball draft number 17 here that has been streamed on the Splash Play channel. And you guys know the deal. We'll go through, we'll draft a team, we'll figure out the players that I like, the players I don't like, but in particular, going to focus on the running back room and, and talk about what it means to build the perfect team. And actually, we're starting to dig into a little bit more uh, some of the expected points added metric numbers from this past season. Of course, I talk about a lot here as a good frame of reference where a guy is better than average, under average, all of that. You know, who are the running backs that really sit out? Um, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, the fact that he has anything resembling a positive EPA with the amount of volume he gets, um, that would, I think, qualify him to be uh, a guy you could define here on the thumbnail as being part of a perfect running back room. But I think for me in general, um, there's two guys that stood out that I don't think are perfect for our ADPs to get today. Um, but in particular, so I guess I can just say them right now. Um, Devon Achan, Kyron Williams, I think relative to Achan uh, not having a lot of volume, Williams having a lot more volume. I think both those guys really stood out. Now we've talked about the concerns of both those guys where Achan uh, was not getting a lot of work throughout that back half of the season. A lot of Raheem Mostert uh, would assume that as long as the Mostert can go he's gonna, and still be as effective, he's going to get that same opportunity. For Kyron, the concern is more that they bring in a pass game back, a goal line back. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't for that because Kyron is pretty good at the goal line. But, um, you know, could they do that for those guys and limit their role? Maybe, but those guys were so efficient and nothing's changing really fundamentally right now in terms of what we think about their teams. So I think those two guys to me would be potentially the start of a perfect RB room. But a perfect RB room to me could be a zero RB, <laughs> zero RB one. So I think we're going to go back to the Jamar Chase well. Obviously, this year did not go great for Jamar Chase, but again, was more efficient in most of the metrics that we talk about here. Uh, he and Justin Jefferson basically one-to-one -one in efficiencies and target earned. So I am happy to lead another draft off here with Jamar Chase, and, and maybe a channel will be there on the way back. Shouts to, uh, shouts to the chat as always. We've got Steven here. we got Bindles here. Uh, we got Justin in the chat. Appreciate all you guys being here. Of course, uh, Splash Play drafts every Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. is the goal, and we are living up to that goal splendidly, including President's Day, where I was uh, basically giving away car deals here. I think that's what you do on President's Day. It's the only thing I know of that you do on President's Day. Dude, I answered at one minute left, was all prepared, and I was too late and had my coffee French toast on my day. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas here. He's entering free agency. He's in the chat right now trying to have a nice day drafting. I'm sorry. I, I sat down a little bit too early because uh, we have cleaners that come every couple weeks, and basically the wife and dog moved down here, so... I was just like, all right, well, or not move down here. Like they came downstairs. They live here. <laughs> they didn't move down to the house. Um, so they were like already, you know, uh, here. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to the studio and start. Uh, so yeah, I mistimed it today. Try to get a different room. And I did get a different room. Uh, we have Justin Herzigan here. We have Stephanie Heise. I don't know who that is, but uh, always going to see a, a lady name, right? Am I right, fellas? It's a bunch of a sausage fest in every draft room. So at least we know we have one lady. Theoretically, who knows? But Herzig in the room, another person to watch. Of course, you do like sharp drafters. Uh, Herzig, fine Twitter accounts to follow. He's still drafting in Florida, I guess, because uh, I did see him complaining about the potential of Underdog being shut down um, in his home state. But uh, there's Justin Herzig go with Puka Naku at pick eight, or pick 10, rather, normally going at pick eight. So a little bit of a discount on Puka, I suppose. Fun show on Neil's channel yesterday. Yeah, if you get a chance to check that one out, um, I'll see. Let me see if I can find the link to it. I don't want to play audio from another channel. Uh, YouTube, Neil Orfield, but yeah, great, uh, times hanging out with my pal, Neil Orfield. We had some fun, uh, some fun chat off the stream as well that I, <laughs> I'll spare you guys the details, but catching up about the, uh, you know, former employer stuff. 
there. There's Neil's voice. You might've got for a second, but check out the video. Give Neil a subscribe if you want. Great guy. Of course, trying to build his channel up too. So uh, if you have some time to watch a best ball video, like don't leave this one, like stay here. We'll watch this, watch the me and Neil video after. That's what I'd recommend. All right. So Kyron and A-Chan, two guys, I think if you can get them, you're not going to get them at the two, three. So that's kind of tough. You would have to reach for one in the first. I think for a big board right now, again, based on the ZPA analytics that I was going back through, I knew these guys were amongst the top, but I didn't realize they were really the only guys with major volume you know, who were a tier above. HN last year, 0.25 EPA per rush. I'm on the clock, but um, Kyron as well, a 0.1 EPA per rush, which is actually very good for a guy with his amount of volume. I'm not taking Rasheed Rice again. <laughs> Rasheed Rice can go to hell. Um I am going to take Brandon Ayuk here. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, a guy that, again, out of all the volume-earning wide receivers, actually finished number one in that position too. So um, I think for me, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get a little more of the EPA stuff that I pay attention to into my life for my drafting process. So that is where that's uh, so we're attacking things. And Ayuk, just for the sake of completionism, 0.63 EPA per target, which is actually insane. Uh, for comparison's sake, again, we talked about Chase and Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson last year, 0.32 EPA per target. So we're talking Ayuk being about twice as efficient. Uh, Evans, a deep ball guy, 0.33 EPA per target. So guys getting a lot of deep balls. Ayuk is still more efficient than him. Uh, AJ Brown, 0.34 EPA per target. So for what Ayuk did um, and the potential for him to maybe go somewhere else and get a big contract because uh, there is a pretty good track record. I was reading an article about Ayuk's potential sh uh, you know, shot of forcing a trade here. A lot of times uh, when a wide receiver does get traded, it is this time in the contract where they're at in their option year. Team can't afford to extend them. The team really have a hard time, I think, paying uh, to extend Ayuk. So it's possible he could move. And if he moves, he's going to be the top free agent acquisition. And maybe he goes somewhere up tempo. You know, I don't know. Maybe he becomes uh, Bryce Young's wide receiver one in Carolina. <laughs> and Dave Canales really takes him to another level. I don't know. There's a lot of outs, though, for Brandon Ayuk for somebody that wants to pay that premium. I think it's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know whose Ayuk's QB will be. Um, still, I would bet, you know, I'd bet the most likely outcome is still going to be back in San Francisco with Brock Purdy, but, uh, you know, we'll obviously find out. All right, MN Bass going here. Well, I've called Mr. Bass in the past. All right, so we've got Chase and Ayuk. How did Pittman do? Um, I'm tempted to get neighbors. I, honestly, Evans, too, free agent, going to have a probably good outcome his landing spot there. I like the Mike Evans to Houston rumors right now. And I do think his ADP would come up. Would it though with Nico? Nico would definitely come down. Would Evans come up? Evans probably comes up to the twenties. I'm going to take Evans here. Got Laporta in my stream with Neil yesterday. I feel like I've gotten enough Laporta at this price tag. I'm going to do it, but chase Ayuk Evans. I like this start a lot. I think that Evans, the age is getting there, but I think with his skill level, I, and you know what he does specifically as a downfield threat. I think he's going to land somewhere good. So I'm pretty happy with the start. And today again, my perfect RB room is going to be a zero RB room though. I would say, you know, for the guys we talked about, I like the Kyron HN pairing. I think that if you had that as your bimodal base, that would be a pretty good spot for you to start with. Um, I think a Christian McCaffrey anchor I'm okay with. Obviously, you're making the chalk bet at this point, so uh, your mileage is going to vary on that, especially when it comes to the Week 17 and all that stuff where you're going up against powerhouse wide receivers. Guys like CeeDee Lamb, who was also incredibly efficient last year. I think he was at a .45 EPA per target. Um, so I think, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Brees, kind of the same thing, especially if Brees is going to start reliably going here. Uh, he was going earlier in the draft process, around 7, sometimes 8, sometimes 
nine, I didn't really see him get to 10 very often. Uh, but now we are reliably see him go two to four and I've seen him go number one. So I think Brees, I think we might be seeing Brees' ascension here to being the number one Oh two, which is interesting. Uh, all you Brees lovers out there, you're paying a real premium. Finally got in the draft room. Fantasy Mo. Yeah, Mo wanted to get in yesterday. So good seeing new names coming in here. And of course, very always very welcoming to new people, as you guys know, as the regulars can always attest. <laughs> but uh, please do subscribe here to Splash Play, of course. Uh, trying to grow the channel here every single day as we go to 4K subs, to 5K subs, to 10K subs. And that journey starts with you watching this video and subscribing and being in the mix. Don't expect you to watch every one, but we do have a playlist of every draft as well on the channel if you want to catch up. And I think perfectly good background content for 11 a.m. on a weekday, every single Monday to Friday. And, you know, any time of day, really, you could listen whenever. You could also listen in podcast form now. Wow. <laughs> How unique. People, people demanded it. I didn't know that people needed audio forms at this point, but I'm a, I'm a YouTube premium guy. So I guess that's a differentiation point. I give, I give my money that I make from YouTube right back to YouTube. That's what I try to do. I pay for YouTube TV, pay for Sunday ticket, and then <laughs> I give the money back for YouTube premium as well. But not YouTube music. Uh, do you even pay for that? I don't know. Draft the next to Neil in that stream you did with him. I thought I saw your name in there. Yeah, I don't recall seeing your draft, Gamblestein, but I hope it was a good one for you. I thought that was a pretty clean room. Uh, Dan Zach was in that room as well. Uh, Dan Zach, nice little Twitter exchange uh, that I was tagged in with him and Neil, uh, the famous poker player. I don't, I don't know how famous, how famous is he? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I'll say famous to be nice because he seems like a nice guy. Don't know that I agree with his tight end stances. Drafting a lot of them, but here we go. All right. Pick coming up here. We got Chase. We got Ayuk. We got Evans. I mean, this feels like a fairly obvious T. Higgins spot. Pacheco and EPA metrics last year, flat zero, which stood out to me, so... Wouldn't say it's replacement level. A slightly negative number would be replacement level, but he's kind of just a dude. Um, I think Higgins makes sense again here. I'm falling into this trap. Am I am I falling into like a bad trap? The Cincinnati bounce back, I think, is still fair. Like Chase, a little bit cheaper than where he was last year. Higgins, appreciably cheaper than where he was last year. Uh, and I do think he's going back to Cincinnati. So we're going to go with four wide receivers here and Maybe one more go extreme and make that my, my perfect running back room. But, uh, but you know, different again, different pathways to what a perfect running back room would be. I would say what wouldn't be a perfect one to me, though. Saquon at pick 27 is not bad. I feel like starting with Saquon another year for him, uh, negative points to EPA and the run plays negative points to EPA getting a target. Uh, I'm actually a little bit worse than that. He's just not that great. And I know people really wanted to get a great free agent outcome. I kind of wonder if the teams who were also advanced analytically sound, like even the Cowboys, I saw a pop up on my feed uh, from one of the sports info solutions guys. Who's the COO there. Um, like he was like reposting a job from the Cowboys. We're looking for uh, like a, basically an analytics person to do a fellowship there. And they have like a gigantic analytics staff and the SIS guys talk about how sharp the Cowboys front office is. And what do we think about the Cowboys historically? That's like, that's the one where they're like, yeah, let's give Derrick Henry at age 50, $7 billion and give him the ball a hundred times. And that's even the Cowboys. It's like, they're, you know, a, a site like sports info solutions. And that's the one that I get all my data from that I think is so great that they're like, yeah, this, this job with the Cowboys is like a leading job in analytics. And I think at a certain point, people will have to realize that Saquon is, you know, not going to add efficiency. And if you want $14 million a year from a new team, you're not efficient and you're not getting younger. I don't know. I don't like it's got to rather have Josh Jacobs in both fantasy and 
real life football. Uh, some other news items going around there. I feel like Jacobs uh, still tied to the Raiders in general, but some reports that he could go to the Cowboys. I think ESPN had that in their free agent article. So interesting things floating around for him for sure. Let's see what MN Bass is going to do here. Right, we got Mahomes on the board, which doesn't correlate with anything. Don't, not going to really go up and reach for Kamara. I don't mind the Mark Andrews bounce back, though. You know, getting older, likely going to probably start to take a little bit of a share away. Henry, I think, gets a good free agent outcome. God, not my spot. If Henry gets a good free agent outcome, he's going to move up like 20 spots, right? I would think. But AR. <laughs> but Anthony Richardson was the click. <laughs> That's... Sometimes, you know, look, I think that Derrick Henry would have been, I think my Derrick Henry point there is sound. I think he could be the start to a theoretical perfect running back room. But sometimes you get AR at pick 54, uncorrelated, and you go, why not? Anthony Richardson. Uh, that was actually a report that would have mattered for the draft too. Uh, Michael Pittman, apparently <laughs> very happy to be franchise tag and to come back to uh, Indianapolis. So does seem like there's going to be likely the same wide receiver configuration for the most part. Uh, for Anthony Richardson next year. Shouts to Bindles here. Gifted five Splash Play memberships. I appreciate that very much. And please, everyone who gets a new membership, say thank you to Bindles. And I'll I'll update the graphic again. Thanks. Appreciate Bindles being the one who single-handedly is moving the memberships here on Splash Play in the right direction. But hit that join button down below if you want to support the show. And if you want me to re uh, review your team up to 10 times a month. Uh, so 10 different teams. Uh, we'll give you like real thorough feedback about what I think you did right, what, I, what you did wrong, players I maybe don't like or do like. Uh, but that's sort of what the process is here, which did help a few guys last year meaningfully. So very happy to have you guys uh, back in. Or if you want more feedback for yourself or for the first time, uh, hit that join button and just reach out to me on Twitter or on the Deposit Kingdom Discord. and You can get me there. Got to stay with the brand. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, look, the brand is strong. The brand is strong. I'm getting back to my AR ways. I still think, you know, I... We're not dead yet on my perfect rookie draft, my four horsemen of the rookie apocalypse that I could like to get in a draft room if, uh, room if I can. Uh, but I think that, you know, an AR Jane Daniels team alone could be pretty fun to add to the roster. Two guys that I think are very good versions of things. As I've said before, Jaden Daniels, I think, is Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud rolled into one. He's a little bit older than both of them. That's the one downside for him as a prospect because he's 23. But, um, you know, I think that those guys, the plus EPA throwing at every level, like CJ Stroud, the willingness to get the ball downfield, like AR and Stroud, and then the running 10 times a game, you know, more than AR did in college, I think going to bode well for Daniels. Uh, the one critique I've started to see on social media, a lot of Jaden Daniels lately, and I don't know how me to put it on the AR jersey came out, Jaden Daniels, but I do think they're very similar prospects in terms of my my love and enthusiasm for them. So people complaining about the the Wiley Coyote nature, I feel like was a tweet that I saw. I think Mina Kimes posted and Doug Farrar of, uh, I think it's at USA Today still, um, but a football analyst guy who was formerly a football outsider's um, who actually follows me for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, he posts like the wily coyote nature of like Jaden Daniels runs could be a little bit tough. So maybe that's the one thing you worry about. Um, I don't think Nick Chubb is a good running back pick at this ADP still Joe Burrow. We do want with that Cincinnati double, even though I took AR for no reason. Um, I'm going to take Montgomery here. I think that he could be our start to a perfect running back room. Do you think he's undervalued? Uh, he's going to be 27 in season next year. So getting at the age where maybe there could be a fall off. And obviously I think with the ADPs right now, people are paying that price tag for Jameer Gibbs, expecting there to be a fall off. 
But if there isn't, or at least if Montgomery does keep you know his role at the goal line, I think he's in a very good spot. Uh, this past season, Montgomery, let's see, uh, 0.07 EPA per rush, so a positive EPA rusher. Did not add a lot in the receiving game, though. Negative 0.2 EPA there. Uh, Gibbs was a negative EPA rusher, so same offensive line, same situation, but we did see Montgomery be a little bit more effective in pure run plays. And then we also saw Montgomery getting 3.9 red zone rushes a game over the course of a year, uh, 2.2 inside the five-yard line. So I think that there are positive things for David Montgomery to come back uh, just as long as he doesn't regress and as long as the Lions don't regress. And um, I certainly don't believe they will, keeping everything in line. Uh, there we go. Green check mark thanking Bindles. Love to see the thanking of Bindles here. The very generous Bindles. Always nice to see uh, that kindness in the community. If you watch Brian Thomas's tape, it really makes you sour on Jaden's deep accuracy, and he might be too small, be a real red zone rushing threat. Don't agree with that at all. I I'm, I appreciate the different sentiment. I just don't think that shows numerically, and I don't really think that shows in the tape. Um, the one critique people have of Jaden Daniels is like he is like throws a lot of fades, but I don't think that's um, I mean, that's that's a positive. I think to be able to have the accuracy to hit fades reliably, I think is going to translate to whatever throws uh, you have to make at a pro level. Um, all right, so we did push Joe Burrow back to me. So that's, I think, another good one here. Brock Bauer is very tempting as well, but we're not going to push Joe Burrow another couple dozen spots, I don't think. So an AR Joe Burrow team, another double elitish QB build, but AR Joe Burrow at QB, David Montgomery at running back, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, C. Higgins at wide receiver. Uh, didn't take any of the trendy rookies, didn't get, you know, which I do like. Love my Marvin Harrison Jr. shares if I can get him. Love my Lilik Neighbor shares if I can get him. Uh, but I have no complaints about this team so far. I think there's some Kyler and Daniels. I don't, I mean, so sometimes like Daniels gets up from every hit. The tough part is like the hits are going to get magnified at the next level. If he does take you know, like shots to the face, like he's kind of been taking in some of the hits that I've seen that are on the worst side. That said, like on other hits, you can see him kind of slide through contact in a way. I think he looks like a Jalen Hurts out there, so I'm not really worried about his physicality where I think he's pretty good at avoiding contact. Um, one guy I want to highlight too, James Conner really stood out in the EPA metrics. Uh, positive EPA in both the run game and the pass game and could be really just the efficiency of that Arizona offense more than it is a guy like James Conner who I think is mostly just a dude, but a .09 EPA rusher uh, per play, .07 EPA per pass. So James Conner was adding value in both facets and I do think at pick 81, uh, I think he's going to come back to Arizona. I don't think they're going to break it up because I think they believe they can add stuff around those guys and that team can be, you know, at least feisty, if not a Super Bowl contender next year. Um, so Connor to me, I think is going to get a decent outcome. I don't think he gets a musical chair uh, for free agency either. When they're running 10 yards open, throwing up a contested catch isn't a positive. I feel like if he has upside of his rushing, uh, mm. All right, Ben, we'll, we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. I think really the main thing to me is creating value at every level. And again, Jay Daniels did that on short throws, did that in mid-level throws, did that on deep throws. Um, I think you're watching selective amounts of it and kind of reading too much into that when you have to look at, again, that overall picture. The overall picture is why we want the biggest sample size possible to see how guys do in different facets. And the one thing you could say for Jay Daniels is like he maybe takes sacks a little bit more than he should, but I don't think that's enough to, to spook me off or anything. Um, I see some nice picks that we could have here. One guy I was surprised to see when reviewing the EPA stuff, uh, Jalen Warren, negative and run EPA and pass EPA last year. I think we can blame Pittsburgh for that. Uh, Najee was negative too and more negative in both. Uh, but Jalen Warren uh, was not a plus EPA player, despite being a very positive one the year before. 
Uh, all right, so we don't need another QB, but Brock Purdy would make sense. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I think, again, a little bit undervalued. Um, last year, obviously, was a very good player, touchdown hound. Brian Robinson, part of an ambiguous backfield. I think that Mostert should go ahead of him. Um, so I'm going to add him here with our four wide receivers and our two QBs, Anthony Richardson and Joe Burrow. Running back, we have Montgomery and now Mostert. Wide receiver, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, T. Higgins. Team so far. I like this team. I... I think one more receiver, if I didn't take the double elite QB, would be nice. But I think this can work pretty well. So, Mostert does drop. That's true. Uh, you could definitely get Mostert cheaper. We've seen Mostert go uh, yesterday. Uh, I forget what was the stream with on here or the stream with me and Neil. Saw Mostert go in like the one one tens, I believe. Uh, so, I don't. I agree that Mostert shouldn't drop. Again, I think that he, if Najee's going to go ninety seven or whatever eighty seven, I think he should probably go. He should probably go ahead of Najee. I think he should go around Mixon, if not before Mixon. I'd put him behind Connor, and I think I'd put him behind Pollard, um, just on the shot that Pollard gets the Dallas job back again, and it's somehow better. I think it would be the hope for him. Okay, I assume since you have Chase and Higgins already, you'd like to stack with Burrow. Uh, well, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess you might be a little bit behind. Yes, I am stacked with Burrow. So I did do that. Um, Yoshivis late. I think the better pick, and I was talking about this with Neil yesterday. I think the better pick, knowing that Higgins is likely to get franchise tag, a confirmation reports as well. We talked about Pittman earlier. Higgins very likely to get franchise tag as well, uh, which we've been saying for weeks now. So if you've been following the streams, you knew that. Um, Yoshivis would have benefited more so if Higgins left. He's more of an outside receiver. I don't think he has like the route ability to be a slot guy. Uh, but I think Charlie Jones is the one that would step up. Now, is he going to step up enough? Uh, Trent Irwin is still probably going to be on that roster, I would think. Um, so those are two guys you could take. And But I would take a shot on Charlie Jones, I think. All right, so we have a 2-2-4-0. I do like Chase Brown. Chase Brown, a lot shiftier uh, than one would think last year. Um, Josh Downs would make sense with AR here. Javante would help me really solidify running back. I think we have to take the AR correlation. I still... Still like Josh Downs at this price tag, even though maybe a little bit overpriced for the chance that Pittman wouldn't come back. I think there's a chance that that's baked into the ADP a little bit. Um, but I'm going to take Josh Downs here. Josh Downs at 102. Uh, Troy Franklin, again, another guy very hard for me to pass up here, but I'll take the AR correlation for right now. And I'd be very bummed if somehow <laughs> Troy Franklin goes to Indianapolis and changes the game there. Michael Thomas and Gabe Davis in chat. Splash play as player support. Yeah, it's finally. And, De and Des Bryant follows me on Twitter, though. He did not. I'm not part of those, his personal corner initiative or his parlay betting, which apparently uh, apparently Des won like 470K on like a $700 parlay, which weird numbers to have for both. But uh, Des is like in the crypto space and the fantasy football space and the Web3 space. And he's putting down parlays. So. I guess a man of diverse interests. So shout out to former throw up the X, throw up the X for Dez uh, hitting his parlays. Downside an injury mid-year could suppress his play a lot. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, the Minshew of it all, also not great. Uh, you know, that Colts offense is very stagnant at times this year. But yeah, Downs hitting the rookie wall, injuries, a lot of things could make him be a little bit less effective. I do think though for him, you know, the real hope of buying him at the 100s is that somehow Pittman didn't come back. And they didn't really upgrade that slot situation or, you know, the kind of possession guy, a situation they just upgraded a, like an outside receiver who gets downfield because that would really open things up for Josh Downs a lot. Uh, but I think with where he is, I feel like his ADP could come down a little bit 
uh, like come to like the one tens, maybe one twenty range. If we see Pittman's confirmation that he's coming back, because um, right now it's like people who are following the reports closely know that Pittman's probably coming back. Uh, but people who aren't still think like you know that's up in the air. I skipped Javante a lot for some reason. I grabbed Cortland and or Judy at value. I mean, Cortland Sutton got a lot of red zone work last year, and Javante, for whatever it's worth, I don't think he was great last year. But let me let me see if that's correct or not. Uh, Javante with an O. How can I spell Javante with an A? Negative uh, 0.15 EPA per rush, negative 0.14 EPA per pass, which you can get away with if the team's really committed to you. If the team's not committed to you, those are numbers that the efficiency, somebody could come in and take your job. Um, so, But they were committed to him mostly. So I think Javante is appropriately priced for me. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, I th- his usage last year is weird where they're going him a lot at the, you know, the midpoint of the season, then kind of went away from him again. We're going heavier Javante while using Samaj P Ryan and the, you know, the pass downs. I kind of feel like Jaleel McLaughlin, not a high draft capital guy, but I would like to see him get more work there. Cause I think he's a more efficient back than Javante, but yeah, where Javante's going. I don't, I don't blame taking a flyer on him. Uh, all right, so Singletary, a guy who also was not that efficient last year. Khalil Shakir uh, was quietly a 0.87 EPA per target guy last year, which surprised me. Obviously, the volume wasn't perfect there, but um, definitely stood out. Kind of think that Roshan could add value to this team. I take a lot of Singletary. I'm going to take Roshan because Roshan is never there in my spot, and I end up with Singletary and Chuba. I'm going to take Roshan in this build. How did Roshan do last year? Roshan was very good at Texas compared to the pros. Negative 0.06 EPA per rush, which is not bad, actually. Uh, that would put him better than Tyler Algier, better than Singletary, uh, better than Chuba Hubbard, better than Ramondre. So we could live with that for Roshan. And negative 0.18 EPA per pass, which is also not great. He did well in pass protection to get himself on the field, but I don't think the results were really there. Uh, all the Twitter doctors giving it a full year on Javante. won't be 100%. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I think that Denver definitely wants to run the ball so somebody can get there. The question is just like, is Denver going to be good enough, you know, to actually have the ability to possess the ball that frequently? And yeah, I think there's a shot that defense was so bad last year, uh, but obviously it'd be hard to be that bad for two straight years. Uh, so we'll see. Um, there's definitely outs for both Javante and McLaughlin. I just don't really love either. I guess is the best way to put that. Uh, Roshan Johnson, though, happy to get him here. Uh, would expect Justin Fields. Uh, there's actually a 33rd team interview with the uh, the St. Brown brothers, I believe, and Justin Fields where he talks about his unfollowing the Bears. So I don't know if that was like a social media stunt or what, uh, slash negotiation ploy as well, but that is something out there that I've not gotten a chance to see if it came out yet. I think it comes out. It comes out today. It's at the 21st. Uh, but check out that interview to see why Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears. The point being, though, if Justin Fields is gone, it's a traditional offense. Uh, Roshan could be a big winner in that. Uh, Khalil Herbert under contract for another year, too, so he could be a big winner uh, just from having a QB that's not going to take goal line touches away from you. Uh, Caleb Williams does run a little more than people realize, uh, that we'll see if he's one of those guys that kind of phases it out of his game. Uh, like Mahomes, you know, does not really run very much. All right. Singletary's still here, huh? All right, a Singletary gone. We definitely need some tight ends here, but 
for Cincinnati and Indianapolis, there's not really a natural correlation that I need to force. Is there a world where Dalton Schultz could end up in Cincinnati? Like just because he wants to win and he gets that Tanner Hudson-y role? Because I think I like him more. I don't mind Shahid, but I don't really need six wide receivers yet, I don't think. I'm going Dalton Schultz here. Good shot. He comes back to Houston. Houston has a lot of cap room, but a chance that he could end up, you know, Houston wants to go a different direction. Uh, Houston drafts Brock Bowers, another outcome that'd be pretty fun. Uh, so Dalton Schultz, I think no matter what, will get a pretty good job at free agency. The risk would be that he goes somewhere and he's like the Austin Hooper and he's just kind of the uh, the guy who's blocking a younger tight end or somebody who even is part of a two tight end rotation. Uh, maybe like for the Jets, see uh, CJ Ozoma going to get cut there. Maybe they go Dalton Schultz, Aaron Rodgers played him once and thought he was really good. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that could happen. So I'm okay with Dalton Schultz here. Yeah, our guy AZ Mountain Man uh, checking out some Bindle streams. Bindles, I might be doing a stream with him on Friday. Bindles, I, I did reply to you uh, this morning if you didn't get that yet. Uh, but yeah, do the stream. I'll do a stream with Bindles soon too, and we'll be happy to promote that. Um, if you guys are doing channels and you're actually, you know, if you're actually doing it, not just like don't start a channel to make me do a stream with you. If you are doing that and I can help out, let me know whenever the schedule permits. Happy to join. Happy to join on there. Even if you're not Neil Orfield or Bindles. I'm not only exclusively booked to Neil Orfield and Bindles, my friends. I can, I can take bookings from anywhere. Can these teams all just uh, make their keep cut trade decisions? I look, I mean, that's the fun of doing it right now is if you pay really close attention, you can start to surmise some stuff downside. Sometimes you might read the tea leaves a little bit too inaccurately. Uh, Joe Mixon last year, I think it'd be a pretty good example of that where felt like the criminal stuff, the contract stuff was going to come to a head and lead to him not being on that team. And there he was on the team. Uh, and honestly too, in a way that really inhibited chase Brown, which it sucked because chase Brown was actually good last year. Uh, though I don't think he'll be quite as good if he gets like, if he got a mix and workload. Um, Point being, though, like you can make yourself uh, make some mistakes with it. But, you know, if you're paying close attention, you know, like, okay, Kamara's a pretty decent cut candidate. Uh, Kamara also advanced analytically, really not good last year. Um, you know, Mixon, very likely cut candidate again. I think this is probably the year they actually do it. All right. So Shahid fell again. I do think Jerome Ford would really run out, would really solidify this running back room. This is too good of a value on Shahid for a wide receiver six. Give me some spike weeks. I think we'll get a good second running back no matter what on the way back. Uh, team so far, AR, Joe Burrow, of course, I'm wearing the jersey. You probably guessed. Uh, David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Roshan Johnson, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, C. Higgins, Josh Downs, Rashid Shahid, and Dalton Schultz. That is the team so far. I would hang out with Fantasy Flock too. I think that'd be tremendous content. It'd be probably a little bit awkward at first, but I think eventually, unless unless you're going to go in deliberately being an asshole, I think which I wouldn't do. I would, you know, I would probably gently prod and poke as I like to do. I like to go a little choo choo, uh, <laughs> but you know, but that would be the fun part of it. Um, but no, I'd be happy to do that. But you know, he's so worlds ahead of me. I think it's one of those things where you know, if you have all the subscribers in the world and all the views in the world, like why you don't need to punch down, and he should. That's why I thought the DM was weird. But it's a weird thing with like punching down for him because like he has a lot more views and whatever. Obviously, you know, guys like Pete and I, who he DM'd us because uh, he heard us uh, joking about him on Splash Play. Um, you know, we have a lot more bona fides in terms of the work we've done, the places we've been, you know, and our our credibility in terms of having some winnings in our careers as well. Uh, so, you know, I think it's a little bit of a different scene, but I, yeah, I'm happy to do stuff with anybody.
as long as they're going to play nice and I don't have to work hard to book them. <laughs> as long as I don't have to do anything besides show up for a stream at a certain time and I'm good to go. I mean, look, he crushed the year before last, but you know, it was in higher stakes stuff where I think if you have the bankroll to hit higher stakes, I think you're going to have some good results. Audrey Gastamay going at 147 here. So Dr. Apple not allow me to have a rookie in my perfect running back room that I like a lot, but there goes Audrey Gastamay and uh, very unfortunate for me. But again, still see some things that we can do here. So I was actually eyeing up Kendra Miller because I think we can capture some New Orleans touchdowns. I like microcorrelations like this a lot after seeing some of the results from last year where you just want pieces of game that are, uh, games that are to be contrarian. So let's say somehow Derek Carr and, and Rashid Shahid and Kendra Miller went off and advanced teams in, round, in week 16. I want to be able to have better QBs and better players around uh, with those guys than Derek Carr and that stack would be. Uh, so that's part of the logic for some of the different mini stacks. And also, I just like the idea of trying to capture parts of a team's production without the QB that could be kind of an inhibitor. But he is added to the team. So um, David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller at running back. Is it perfect? I don't I don't want to say this is perfect, but I do like the combination of early season production. Guys, you should pick on late. So that is what it is. I got LeBron James got another cross sport uh, appearance here in Splash Place chat. Uh, sorry, you turned me too bullish on SB and I'm underweight right now. So there we go. That's the reason that I try to change up the draft times a little bit. Keep you guys on your toes because everybody who follows the stream sometimes gets uh, adapted to the cult of, of Spags and Autric Estimate, the Estimate Hive, as we call ourselves. And Bucky Irving goes to Justin Herzig. Good pick by him. Love Bucky Irving. He's uh, an opposite kind of back to Audrey Estime. Estime is all power, straight line speed. Uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna shift around you too much. He does have a little bit of burst and a little bit of wiggle, but you know not as much. Uh, whereas Bucky Irving is all wiggle. Bucky Irving is all uh, escapability and all that stuff, and was incredibly efficient as well. Uh, 0.197 EPA, so 0.2 uh, EPA per rush at Oregon. You know, Oregon was a very effective offense, a very efficient offense, scored touchdowns. I mean, tremendously. As I talked about, Bo Nix, I think. Uh, did a good job running that boat, even if he himself probably can't run an offense like a Jaden Daniels can, uh, you know, like a Caleb Williams can, like a Drake May can, where they're creating their own value. Uh, but for the most part, I think that was the case for that team. Uh, but yeah, the the results that Bucky Irving got, even with all that, he was great. He was great. Um, all right. On the clock again, 2461. Kean Mitchell was incredibly efficient last year, and I do think that, and again, more efficient than Devon Achan actually per uh, rush, which kind of surprises me. And I think at this point we have some early season production locked up. I'm thinking Kendra Miller. I'm taking the bet here that he's going to replace Alvin Kamara. I'm going to go Keaton Mitchell, and I again, I think that Keaton Mitchell at this point probably should go above Algier and Zach Moss. Zach Moss is one possible outcome that I would keep the faintest ion. I think it's most likely he goes back to Indianapolis, but so like the Ravens are tied a lot in reports to running backs kind of surprisingly, but Gus is leaving. So they have an opportunity to fill a hole there and also have somebody. I don't think they're likely to bring back Dobbins. Uh, so like they have to have somebody there as kind of the, the guy who's a placeholder probably with justice Hill until Keaton Mitchell can get back out there. Uh, Zach Moss would kind of be a good Ravens running back, I think. And if he did go to the Ravens, I think he would have, a Rashad Penny level ascent up the ADPs. So it's the one case you could make for taking Zach Moss over some of the guys that went here, like a Braylon Allen, like a Marshawn Lloyd, even though I do like Marshawn Lloyd. And I think Braylon Allen is a very large man, but it's not a lot else going for him. Hmm. 
You're not scared of Mitchell's injury. Can't get the image out of my head from last year. I mean, you're expecting him not to play the first eight weeks of the season, but that's why for this particular team, I'm expecting I have early season production already. Um, so I'm okay with Mitchell in that kind of situation. You're buying it on the upside ACL. He's under 25. So he should be able to recover fully. Uh, will he be great week one? I don't know, but he also had so much burst that maybe it doesn't matter when you're also on a very efficient, you know, run game, Baltimore offense. Uh, that'd be my hope for Keaton Mitchell, but obviously we will see come October, November, I guess. Tyler Algier goes 170. Hard to read Tyler Algier and where he's going to be next year um, in terms of you know that Falcons workload. Uh, we didn't see a lot of consolidation for the Rams last year, obviously with Kyron Williams, but they didn't have anybody else who was even remotely close. Whereas for Bijan, Bijan's obviously great, but I don't think that he's worlds better than Tyler Algier. Algier is actually better in some of the EPA metrics, which I know will make people go, oh, EPA, throw it out the window. We know, B but you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Algier had two years in the offense, probably a part of it too. All right, Elijah Moore goes. Don't really care about that. Not a lot to love at this portion of the board. At least that running back. All right, we're going to take our guy, Xavier Leggett. Again, do believe that there are some, some faint comps to A.J. Brown that you can make with him in terms of his play on the field, in terms of his build and muscularity. You know, that said, he's an older receiver, and he only really had one great year in college. So that's the downside for Leggett, but I'm still in the bag for him, and I think that he's an interesting player, especially when we have gotten past some of the hype boys like Roman Wilson. I don't think that Roman Wilson should be 23 picks ahead of Xavier Leggett personally. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, probably biggest senior bowl steam. Roman Wilson, I think Roman Wilson, higher steam. But Lloyd is up there. Lloyd definitely is getting drafted pretty aggressively. But to me, it's Roman Wilson, number one, I would think, uh, by a pretty wide margin. I feel like people really fell in love with him there, and now people go out of their way to extol the virtues of him. Uh, Keon Coleman, another guy I watched a little bit of video of this morning, uh, just because I was curious. Still have not watched full game film of him. Really, he does some interesting things. I get why guys like Hayden, who dig, uh, Hayden Winks over at Underdog, who dig into the... Uh, the full film watching of it really find him to be interesting. Um, I think him with the age, with the size and some of the things he does on tape, I could see the case for the upside. I think the current production though is still so bad. That's really hard to not for me to not see the Jonathan Mingo comparison really where Mingo is a guy that looked kind of good on tape doing some things, but really was not getting a lot of depth on his targets. was not getting downfield meaningfully. I think that that's still where I see Keon Coleman, but if he tests well at the combine, you start seeing reliable first round draft capital reports for him. I think that's where he becomes a little more interesting. But Coleman, man, I I just like you watch a guy like Leggett versus a guy like Coleman, and I think they're just different. They're different beasts entirely in terms of like both the, you know, I guess Leggett's pretty big, so I shouldn't say that. Uh, Coleman's just big. He doesn't do a whole lot more in terms of like actual route running and all of that. But he then he makes some plays where like he'll stop on a dime and like cut and do some interesting things. Um, whereas Leggett, I think, is just more refined. Across everything. Like it lied about his height. Two inches. All right. Well, is this Lad McConkey FUD? Or are you saying this because you want your boy Lad to steam up a little bit more? I don't know. Can't trust anything Adam says about opposing receivers of a similar grid. Jalen Wright steam coming up a little bit. I'm not really sure about the why on that one. I have Jalen Wright in here. Yeah, Jalen Wright. 0.14 EPA per rush last year. Tennessee. Only 13 rushes a game. 32% avoided tackle rate, not that bad. All right. I don't know. I don't know that Jalen Wright should be surging up this much. I guess the main thing. Could use one more running back. Gus, 
maybe Gus. We do have that bet on New Orleans and Juwan Johnson kind of interesting on that front. Now, yeah, over 10 picks after ADP. We're going Juwan Johnson for tight end two. Uh, do you need another running back? But I think we'll get somebody coming up here. A team so far, AR, Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow at QB, David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, Keaton Mitchell. Again, not a perfect running back room, but I really like the texture of this one. I like that we got some guys as decent values. I like that we got guys that I think can go up meaningfully in ADP. I like that we guys that are efficient and also have the ability to be in a better offense next year for themselves. Wide receiver, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Josh Downs, Rashid Shahid, and Xavier Leggett should be done at receiver, I think. And Dalton Schultz and Juwan Johnson at tight end. Maybe one more luxury receiver, I guess. May very well be a Senate last pick team. I agree. Jalen Wright's by far the best pass blocker in the draft. He'll be trusted by the team he's on. Not great, but guaranteed snaps in the 18th round is esteem. Okay. I mean, look, I there aren't a lot of great running backs left this range. I, I don't know. I'm confused as to why people don't like Jason McClellan more. I guess analytically for me, he wouldn't be that kind of guy. I'm surprised he didn't get steam. Oh, Kendall Milton. We've talked about the Kendall Milton fans out there that are uh, pretty big fans of what he did at Georgia. Uh, I guess I, he's not in any mock drafts that I've pulled before, so I'm not sure what draft capital will be, but I thought he looked a little better analytically. I would take Jalen Wright over Frank Gore. I would give that for sure. Uh, I don't know. Not like wowed by Jalen Wright. I think he's another okay guy in a class full of like kind of okay guys and a few that are mild outliers. Will Shipley is one that like people have gotten right in ADP. Will Shipley being where he is, I think. Him being low and not coming up at all, I think very positive. All right, so we didn't take Tony Pollard earlier and we have Rico Daddle right here and I think this is a nice pick for the team uh, to be the RB6, so... A shot, a faint shot to be clear, but a shot that he becomes the lead back in Dallas. Uh, Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow, David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, Keaton Mitchell, Rico Daddle, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, C. Higgins, Josh Downs, Shahid, uh, Xavier Leggett, Dalton Schultz, and Juwan Johnson. I don't know. I like the bets on the team. Basically a bet that Taysom Hill falls out of favor or is hurt or something. And both are possible. Don't think they can cut Taysom Hill, even though he's got a really, he's got a really big cap hole. I think that would hurt that team that can't make any cap moves at all. But if he were somehow completely out of favor, probably would bode well for the guys that I've drafted. Milton won't pull much draft capital. Don't think but he has a strong second half of the season after dealing with an injury early. The numbers look good for him. I was definitely impressed. Like a lot of times when people ask in the chat, like, Hey, what about this guy? What about that guy? It's just like they're like, you know, the, the advanced analytics make them look like just a dude, but 30% avoided tackle rate for Kendall Mil uh, Milton. Milton, Jesus. Uh, 0.27 EPA per rush. Uh, 0.27 EPA per rush would be the best in this class. It's not the biggest sample size. He only got 10 rushes per game, but um, it, these are not bad numbers. And he was good against eight-man boxes. Didn't catch passes uh, enough to qualify amongst the top 200 pass catchers at running back. Uh, so that's not great, but 2.9 red zone rushes a game. They trusted him at the goal line. Like out of all these late guys that don't get drafted at all, I think that Milton is kind of interesting, even though you really do need to get drafted and have some kind of capital to feel any sort of confidence. Forget if I mentioned it earlier, but Davis Allen really stood out in the EPA metrics, had like a 0.7 EPA per target uh, last year for his limited run for the Rams. I uh, do think obviously it's going to come down with a you know a full workload over the course of games, uh, but he was tremendous last year in a way that uh, I would, if I had to plant a flag for somebody being this year's Jake Ferguson, D Davis Allen's probably 
the runout's too perfect for him. Higby out with the ACL, probably a cap casualty. Uh, Davis Allen coming right in. He played well enough last year that they probably don't have to spend big draft capital there unless something falls in their lap. That's the one thing, but you're paying a pick 207 for him. So he's basically free. Um, Davis Allen is a great pick at this range. All right, 2672. Hmm. You know, we could really try to capture Baltimore rushing touchdowns. Could go Yoshivas, which I know people like, but again, I really don't think that he's going to benefit from T. Higgins being back. I'm going Justice Hill here. I got to make sure it's Justice Hill's under contract, right? I think he's got one more year. Let's hope so. Because Gus, we know, a free agent. If Justice Hill one more year under contract, uh, they could cut him if they wanted to save five, uh, $1.5 million, I guess. But so Justice Hill likely back. So we're capturing Baltimore touchdowns. Again, do you think that allowing the two backs from the same backfield that have pathways to having multiple touchdown games, I'm willing to go there a little bit more this year. Uh, so Justice Hill, RB7 for me. The Rams somehow got Bowers at offense to be nuts. I mean, look, I think that's the case for a couple teams with Bowers where um, that's definitely probably the most fun one. It would hurt. It would hurt Puka and Cooper Cup. Because Bowers is going to command targets. He's also going to block at a pretty good rate. Uh, some stuff's come out today. I forget who said it, posted on social media. Uh, talking about the block rates. Uh, like Kyle Pitts is basically like a first percentile blocker. Uh, Bowers is closer to a 90th percentile blocker. So uh, these guys are going to be different players coming in, even though they are probably going to be the comp that gets uh, brought up the most relative to draft capital. McCarthy at round 17 does look like a potential screaming value as a QB3. I think McCarthy's going to get a landing, good landing spot. I think the risk for him is that he is a little bit more of a game manager or was in college. So you really need him to go to an offense that's going to unlock him rather than kind of force him to play within the confines of that. But if he goes to Minnesota, as I mentioned before, I think that's a great spot. Uh, Atlanta, some Justin Fields rumors now uh, based on social media stuff yesterday. Uh, that's a team that certainly, if they didn't go Justin Fields' way, could go McCarthy's way. That would be, a, I think, a nice fit for him as well. Uh, so we will see. I think McCarthy's got a couple good outs, but if he's the Mac Jones guy in New England, you know, you hope that they've changed enough over there that he can add some value. All right, coming up again, two more picks left. A 2772 build. Really don't think we need a QB3, so don't anticipate that being a thing. Um, all right, so Noah Fant's going to be my pick here. Uh, Noah Fant. Again, could be a guy for a team looking for a tight end like the Colts may be, like Cincinnati might be, like Houston might be. Uh, Noah Fant going somewhere, taking a big leap upwards is definitely there. Uh, a tweet yesterday I saw from who the fuck put it out there. It's too many things that you see on social media, even in February for this stuff. Uh, but Noah Fant, uh, RAS scores were like off the charts for him. And he's now becoming, he's going to be 26, which is normally around the time the tight ends break out. Uh, so Noah Fant really, I think a player that to me, uh, the possible good free agent outcome for him is not being priced in at all. And the fact, too, that he could be going to a much more efficient Seattle offense if he does come back there. Uh, but I think the the expectation I've seen from cap people out there that Noah Fant expecting like a three-year deal for 12 to 15 mil, which be enough to get him on the field. The Falcons draft JJ will be in free agency looking for a new team. Uh, I, I JJ would be a great like a great fit for a team like that. That he just has to know to feed like a couple guys. That's that's where you want JJ to be. I think, uh, especially you know, good offensive coordinator there as well. I think that's 
Like that's where he's going to reach his ceiling. It's a team that doesn't ask him to do too much, but you know, uses him efficiently, uses him in that Brock Purdy kind of style where you're taking your deep shots, but you're taking them very strategically within the framework of an offense. I think that'd be great for JJ McCarthy, but the best outcome, I mean, the best outcome for Minnesota would be Jaden Daniels. The best outcome for J for JJ McCarthy would be Minnesota. I think Drake may too, honestly, Minnesota would be a great fit for literally any of the QBs in this draft because they're going to have a great offensive minded head coach, uh, Kevin O'Connell over there. And then they're also going to have Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison as two tremendous weapons. And then Hawkinson at some point next year back, hopefully, you know, if not the year after. Uh, so they really like whatever QB ends up with that job that Minnesota goes out there and gets, if it's not Kirk Cousins, uh, is going to really be in a tremendous situation. Dig fan. He's an Iowa tight end. Got a standard uphold. I mean, he's had spike weeks before. He just, you know, the, the Seattle situation's weird. Like they really did some strange things that I don't think were the most logical or actionable for anybody. Uh, we have a two seven, seven, three here. I think you could make the case, take an eighth of either position of uh, running back or wide receiver. Uh, Michael Thomas not coming back. Is there a world where Juwan Jennings gets more routes because the Niners trade Ayuk? I think so. Wide receiver eight. Come on down. Juwan Jennings final team, Anthony Richardson and Joe Burrow at running back, David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, Keaton Mitchell, Rico Daddle, and Justice Hill. So we captured the Baltimore backfield. Hopefully um, if they don't upgrade Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, T Higgins, Josh Downs, Rashid Shahid, Xavier Leggett, Juwan Jennings, Dalton Schultz, Juwan Johnson, Noah Fant. Uh, obviously good correlation for Burrow, less good correlation directly for AR could have more. Yeah. If, Things move around in free agency, which is the one thing for the big board. Very possibly end up with a better outcome here, uh, which happened for a few of my teams last year with guys moving around. So uh, we will see. But there we go, guys. That is our draft for today. So again, if you're new around here, please do subscribe down below. Splash button that March to 4K subs to 5K subs to 10K subs with drafts every day, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. And of course, that entire catalog as well on the channel. You want to go watch some previous ones. So check it out. You can see my journey here doing these drafts every day. Of course, learning new things, talking about the different items every day. So uh, that is the process here. Of course, promo code Splash and Underdog, double your deposit up to 100 bucks. Stochastic as well. NBA is coming back tomorrow. Uh, so get 15% off of any package on there. Includes all their SIM packages. Uh, great data, of course. Great tools as well. Will help you get in good, honestly, really good lines for any sport. PGA, I'll be playing it again. I presume there's a tournament tomorrow. Uh, very easy to just put that in and just... Don't even care about it, and you'll end up with like at least a ten dollar profit and a twenty max. <laughs> but probably, you know, you're alive for some stuff, and ultimately, that's what I do for sports that I don't really care about. So, makes it easy to do that for you to get in good lines with the Sims. So, check that out. Uh, probably, of course, my baby. No video today because I just didn't want to struggle for NHL bets. I hit on a nice plus one thousand yesterday while losing all the goal scorer bets possible in the NFL, but or the NHL rather. But still. Great bets. Besides that, college basketball in particular was, has been really kind this week. I uh, had only one loss bet this week in college basketball. So I uh, checked it out. It'll really be coming in helpful for NBA tomorrow. Uh, promo code splash will save you 50% on probably.com slash subscribe and also leave five stars and a review on probably or get a seven day free trial. And if you leave that five stars and a review on the app store, uh, you can get entered to win a special guest hosting spot here on splash play, which currently is slated to go to one of mythology or bindles coming up next month. Uh, there we go, guys. Thank you to all these people as well who have joined the sports squad. More joining every day, and I appreciate that. Hit that join button down below, four ninety nine a month. And actually, um, yeah, you know, after this video, I will share with you guys the positional video or the positional sheet that I do uh, for all the stuff because I would like to show this to you guys. Uh, all the EPA metrics, all the spags rankings as well scores. 
uh, on the sheet. So I'm going to drop that for all the paying members after this video. Uh, follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. I'll be back with you guys again tomorrow for more. So I'll see you then. Enjoy your days. Good luck. Bye. Bye.